0: We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Bros Who Binge. Enjoy.
1: Hey, what's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? We're back for another week of Bros Who Binge. This is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Linden Burton. Linden, I understand you've had quite a day today.
0: Bro, it is the 4th of July, and it was the weirdest and craziest 4th of July morning I've ever experienced. So, welcome to episode 47. Glad to be here, Shubi. But let me just say this. Freaking start off my 4th, right? So I have to go pick up, because we have ribs thawing out, because... I'm going to cook some ribs for my girl. My girl's going to make some potato salad and some beans and some rice. So I got to go to the store, get some stuff. I got to go bring something to one of the homies because they left one of their equipments at the, at the crib. I had to run errands, essentially. So I started off running my errands, and I'm driving through this neighborhood to kind of get to where I got to go because it's a little shortcut. There's a bunch of curves, but it's a neighborhood residence, and it, and it wasn't a lot of traffic. But there's a lot of curbs and curves. So keep that in mind. So this dog, this, it, it wasn't a Labrador, a golden retriever, but it looked similar to that. I didn't know what kind of dog it was in the moment, but it was a big, big enough dog, and it had a collar, jumps out in front of me. I slam on my brakes and, like, turn my wheel, but I didn't realize how close the curb was to me. I hit two of my, I hop up on the curb, and my car starts going da 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 and anytime you hear that, you know, holy shit, my tires are fucked. And I just hear, shh, and like the the sound of my rim hitting the ground, so I get off the curb. The dog passes, and I'm like, oh shit, my t- my tires are busted. One of them's busted. So I drive into this this um, this little parking lot area, and I'm looking, and I'm like, oh wait, not just one tire's busted. So because I thought I had to change a tire, two tires are busted. So my spare doesn't fucking matter at this point, because it's like I have two tires busted. I have to call roadside assistance to get my car towed. I call my girlfriend to pick me up and I leave the keys in the car to get my car towed. Cause it's like, they're not about to steal anything. Cause it's like, what you going to steal? My car's not moving. I don't have no money in there. So I might as well just leave the keys for the tow man to come get it. He goes, gets it, bring it to my house. I finish running my errands. And as I'm running my errands, I'm coming home and I see the absolute worst wreck ever. I'm at this intersection and I don't know. The, so I'm stopped. The, the, the vertical to go vertical it, it stopped at the red light. So I'm assuming that from what happened, this truck was going the horizontal way because they had the green light. From the other side of the intersection to come down the other way because I'm going up, turn left, and this car's going down, and there's the car's going horizontally. I'm assuming this SUV just fucking didn't see, didn't know what the fuck was going on. He rams into the truck on the passenger side the trucks spinning, the cars, and the cars not stopping. They just slow down, and the, in the SUV is still moving. And then the trucks like trying to get out the way. It gets out the way. The SUV moves, runs into like a stop sign, a speed limit sign, another sign, and then goes across the median and across traffic. These cars are dodging him. They jump into the Sonic lane and hit, jumps into the Sonic parking lot and hits like three cars before it stops. All the people that are in the intersection literally stop, get out their car to go check on the truck, because the man that was in the passenger seat, I don't know if he was hurt or anything. He just ju- The man in the driver's seat jumps out and literally runs to the passenger side and just trying to help him. You can see him crying. I'm assuming the passenger's messed up. The SUV car, you couldn't see inside of it because all the airbags were deployed. Should be, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen wreck-wise that didn't include flips or anything.
1: Jeez, man, that's insane! Like,
0: like the dude who was in the driver of the SUV had to have been knocked out, and his foot still had to be on the gas because his car was just
1: yeah, running it had to be that.
0: It was, his car was still just running into shit because it, it wasn't like a hit and run because he literally was just hitting other things and just, he kept driving, hitting shit. It literally was yeah. like GTA. I was like, "What the hell?" And like, it was Dang. so crazy. Like a nurse. That was behind us, like, at least three or four cars jumped out of a car and ran. Like, so many people jumped out of their Like, 17 people jumped out of their cars and ran to help these people. It was crazy. I, I couldn't stop because, like.
1: There was it, a lot it, of no- cars affected, too, huh?
0: Yeah. Like, three other cars, four other cars got hit. That's crazy. That dude in the SUV is F-U-C-K-E-D. He's effed. <laughs> But I hope that passenger is alive, and I hope everything's okay. I pray for those people surviving. Yeah, but man, like, for sure. But like the driver of that SUV is fucked. He hit so much shit. Like Sonic yeah. could end up getting him because I know Sonic. The yeah. Son- I know he had one of the Sonic signs too. Dang. So he's in trouble, bro. That dude's like, hope he wasn't drunk. Hope nobody was. I hope he just was like, didn't pay attention. Like I don't know, man. I don't know how that happens.
1: On the 4th of July, he wouldn't put it past, but you you said what? It was like middle of the afternoon, though, huh? It wasn't? Bro,
0: like... this was like 1 o'clock,
1: 2 yeah. o'clock.
0: Like, this is middle of the afternoon. Yeah, exactly, middle of the afternoon. But he could have yeah, been because, like, morning starts, who knows. But, Shuby, we got a lot to discuss because we're reviewing Spider-Man today, bro.
1: Yeah, it came out on a Tuesday because I guess they didn't want to come out on the 4th because that would be kind of a hard rollout. Well, I think also during the summer, blockbuster movies comes out on Tuesdays.
0: During no. The summer. no. Oh, well, maybe it's just 4th of July. Every week,
1: weekend. yeah, every week we've been, yeah, I think it was just because of 4th of July, because I don't really think you expect a lot of people to go out to movies on 4th of July. Well, Something it's like, like one of those holidays that you go to see a movie at.
0: Yeah, it's really not because there's stuff open. It's more of a party holiday, whereas Thanksgiving, Christmas, everything shut down, so you go see movies. But yeah. I'm excited to talk Spider-Man. We also got some cool trailers to discuss, as well as some DC news. So, brother, whenever you're ready, I'm ready.
1: Yeah, I'm ready to get into it. Let's uh, get episode 47 started. Uh, so the first bit of news, starting off with some Star Wars stuff. This kind of floated under the radar, and I was wanted to tweet. Like I saw it 15 hours after it was tweeted out at first, and I wanted to retweet it, but I was like, I'll just save this for the for the pod. But I was, I was like, how did this fly under the radar, and why isn't like everyone like freaking out about this in the Star Wars space? Because like. The news was that Daisy really said that Ray's parents will be addressed by the end of the film. Like, that question is going to be answered by the end of Rise of Skywalker. So, has it not already been answered? So, that kind of raises new speculations. Like, are we retconning what Ryan Johnson did in Last Jedi, or is it just going to be more confirmation? Is this where Carrie Russell is going to pop in? Because that's what I'm starting to believe, especially with the similarities to her ship from the ship from the vision. So, I don't know. Oh, so no
0: man, look, this is crazy. We have said for months, ever since Last Jedi that if JJ was once we found out JJ was doing it, we said we we figured that a lot of Last Jedi would be retconned and this I, it this seems kind of retcon. It might not they might keep it to where They were nobodies, like Kylo said, but like they'll probably make it to where Kylo lied a little bit, but where some of it was part true. Like Carrie Russell's this bounty hunter and she gave Ray up. Like I could see it being that, you know what I mean? Where it's kind of a retcon, but it's kind of not.
1: Yeah, where I could see like, yeah, where Carrie Russell's character is kind of like someone who was in a really weak place back at that time and like couldn't keep the baby and she may have been like a drunk trader at that point, but then she like became something more.
0: Yeah, that's what like, or she's just like a, a Han Solo esque character that like yeah. couldn't stay down for commitment.
1: Which raises up those questions that like what you were talking to me about before we started with um, the speculation of the Han Solo rumor, which I guess that's been squashed.
0: I don't know where it's at, but just for the for the sake of conversation, it was rumored that Han Solo may be Rey's father. We're not, we didn't even report that on the thing because that was so much of a rumor. But because we're talking about it it could make sense in that in
1: that capacity it could i mean i guess it's cool that we're getting the answer to that question but i don't really think that this is a episode nine kind of question that we need to be answered you know this was more of an episode eight kind of question uh yeah i mean that's kind of the way it's always been with uh with this or i guess another you know, prequel kind of addressed that in the first one but you know looking back to the original cadence of the original trilogy you kind of understand your backstories pretty fully by the second one. I guess that's not true, though, because in Return of the Jedi a finds out that Leia's his sister. So it, it could be that 8, that was like her initial unveiling to what it could be and then we learn more about it as we close. So, yeah. I don't know. It, I'm, it,
0: I'm,
1: it, it, I'm sure it's going to fit in of... right, you
0: know? Yeah, no, that, that's all I was about to say. I, I agree with you. I think I think either way the cookie crumbles. I think fans will be satisfied. This question's finally answered. And if they retcon Ryan Johnson's movie, so what? It's JJ's call. They didn't follow G- Ryan Johnson didn't follow JJ's cues. So b- this is not Marvel like Star Wars. It's up to the director to follow. And we saw eight didn't follow what JJ laid out. So if JJ doesn't want to follow what Ryan Johnson laid out. Let him do it as long as it makes sense. I'm cool with it.
1: But well, Ryan's got some other things going for him later on. Huh?
0: Yes, he does. And we will get to that. But before we get to that, Warner Brothers is in talks with it director Andy Machete, to helm. It's long waited. The Flash standalone movie, a source close to the project told Variety and Warner Brothers. It's also eyeing Christina Hodgson to write the screenplay for The Flash. Her credits include Bumblebee in the studio's upcoming Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad spinoff, Birds of Prey with Margot Robbie. This was reported by Variety and um Our guy, Umberto Gonzalez, because that's where I first saw it. DC's top, also DC's top choice for Batgirl is Daisy Ridley. And the Batman enters pre-production finally. So as soon as um, our guy, Robert Pattinson, finishes filming Christopher Nolan's upcoming film, he will jump right into the Batman. So we got a lot of news on DC's front. Flash, it seems like Ezra Miller's still staying, and it shows they're getting a new director because they're not going with the old ones, because remember the beef was... They were either going to side with the old directors and recast Ezra, or they were going to go with Ezra. They got new directors, so does that mean Ezra's still here? And they've been wanting Andy Machete since it he couldn't do it because of It too, But now that It too's finishing, maybe we're going to get this Flash movie finally? Schubert, how do you feel about all this news?
1: I mean, I think Andy Machete's been doing pretty well, and it has obviously been a giant property. I don't know too much to determine whether it's the right move or not. Uh, but when it comes to Ezra, uh, I mean, I'm cool with it. I mean, I think it seems like they before, sided
0: with him. Yeah. where
1: like, we're, we're not against Ezra being the flash. And if they want to do it a certain way, I think it's going to work out. Uh, I guess this kind of would stick to a darker tone if they're you going to do it with the horror guy.
0: Yeah. Like know. a horror guy, Andy Machete. And it seems like they're going to go with... Ezra's kind of vision in this. Maybe wasn't wasn't it.
1: the guy who did Shazam have a horror background too? Yes, he did. David Sandberg. Yes, he did. And so James I Wan. Know. And so James Wan. So I mean, maybe O'German. maybe it's Warner Brothers just tapping into these horror directors who aren't giving aren't given chances based on their prior work to be in more of these uh,
0: big budget other films. movie
1: uh, other big budget films with studios that maybe don't want to be attached to directors with horror film backgrounds.
0: But she, Warner Brothers is cashing in on that because it seems to be working so far. And like you said, Andy Machete's been looking good with a lot
1: of his recent films. Sure, yeah. And at the, and Christina Hodson's already in the world of writing for Warner Brothers and DC, doing Birds of Prey. So that's and Bumblebee kind of, was the best
0: it, Transformers movie to date.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. So, so, I, so I think that she's a good add-on. But I think it's also key to have someone like her... Who's writing multiple properties in the franchise? Because it's going to be better with continuity.
0: Yeah, it shows that DC's kind of getting their shit together. Look at them go! And then hearing Daisy Ridley's top choice for Batgirl. I know I said last and for week, what movie though? Uh, for the Batgirl movie.
1: Oh, right. Okay. And just and just for the universe in general. Yeah, I mean, I like, think it, she's got to make a her next move after Star Wars, and I really don't. I think that, well, I haven't, I guess I haven't seen too much of what she's done outside of Star Wars, but, but I mean, like, I don't really, I'm not really that keen on going to see the Hamlet uh, spin off Ophelia or whatever.
0: But see, I saw her in the movie, the uh, one with Kenneth Branagh, the uh, Agatha Christie movie that was released, uh, like, yeah, the or-
1: Orient Express.
0: Yeah, the Orient Express. I saw it and I liked her in it. And I just think, I thought she could have been a good Catwoman, but Batgirl really fits Daisy Ridley as I know her as an actress. And I think if she wants to get another property, why not go be a superhero in Batgirl? It doesn't seem like there's any roles in Marvel coming up for females, but DC has a lot of strong female characters, and Batgirl's one of them. And if we can see her transition from Barbara Girl and Batgirl to Oracle, that would be a good like way for her to go from this happy-go-lucky girl to when life hits her, and then she has to battle her way back. That would be a great story.
1: Yeah, I just need to see her do some more grit because that's the problem with Star Wars, is that... Yeah, it has its dark tones and elements as well, but there's not a lot of grittiness to no, a lot not, of yeah. the hero characters. So, I mean, like that's kind of the thing that... And so also the seductiveness, I suppose, of being in one of these real world... You know, the Gotham world. I mean, Gotham is way different than Star Wars in a sense that... In, in Star Wars movies, you don't have... Like that's why I couldn't see her be Catwoman because I could because Catwoman is, is and Kyle being like the smooth talking, seductive kind of person who's and I had never seen that side of Davey, Daisy Ridley as in acting, and so like that's where I could definitely never see her as Catwoman. But I mean, as Batgirl, I guess there's a little level of, level of innocence there still. Definitely. I don't no. So no, like, but I think it's Batgirl is better. Well, better placement in the DC universe for sure.
0: No, 100%. And then the Batman if, if production.
1: If not that, she could have been a pretty cool uh, Wonder Girl. She could have been. But, but I, I dig
0: Batgirl. And now that the Batman's in, in pre-production, let's go, DC. Let's get these balls rolling. Now we understand why. We said this, why they were, were going to Comic-Con. This is why. They're getting their shit ready to go. And let's get it going for 2020. Let's, Warner, Marvel won this last de- decade. Let's win the 2020s.
1: Yeah, so um, are, are we good with DC? You want oh, yeah, to talk about it, I, Batman entering pre-production?
0: No, that's all I had to say about that. Just letting the fans know, you know.
1: Word. Uh, so let's talk about Ryan Johnson's new project, Knives Out, with a star-studded cast, including my one of my Catwoman picks, Anna de Armas, yes, Chris Evans, in. Daniel Craig, Michael Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why, Keith Stanfield from Atlanta. I'm sorry to bother you. Ricky Lindholm, the comedian. Christopher Plummer. Man, Jaden Martell from IT.
0: Frank Big Oz.
1: Yeah. Frank Austin so is crazy. Yeah. There's just so many names that you recognize, and uh, it's kind of got the vibes of your. And then there were none. Agatha Christie, sort of uh, Bad Times of the El Royale, Murder of the Orient Express, very similar to those kinds of movies, it seems like, with a star-studded cast, mystery thriller. Should be interesting.
0: No, I'm definitely going to see this. This is right in my alley. This is crime. This is more, not not so much as like a crime movie, but this is more so that mystery, let's solve it, like Clue, like Schubert said, the Agatha Christie and then there were none, uh, More Murder on the Orient Express. I'm really excited. And this is Ryan Johnson's first movie out of Star Wars. So let's see how he does. I'm going to see this and I'm really excited for it.
1: Yeah, it looks really cool. Definitely uh, a lot of... Um a lot of mystery behind that trailer. I can't really see what the direction is. And the kind of explanation they have for the movie is a detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an eccentric combative family, which definitely does have a very big clue. vibe.
0: Oh, yeah. It it seems like Christopher Plummer's dead. Daniel Craig is some sort of detective, but he's in the family. And Lakith Stanfield is the detective to solve the murder. So it's going to be, very interesting to see how this goes, seeing Chris Evans, seeing Daniel Craig, seeing all these different people in this family. I'm really excited.
1: I thought the the part of the trailer that probably stood out to everyone was Chris Evans probably saying like five or six F-bombs in, <laughs> yeah. in about 30 seconds. So I was like, OK, this is definitely not the MCU.
0: No, this is Chris Evans going and exploring out and doing other roles. But I'm good to see, glad to see him in this. I'm super excited for this. But, Shuby, from the world of murder and mystery to the world of fantasy and video games, The Witcher Netflix dropped their first look. They dropped a bunch of images on Henry Cavill's IG and on their Witcher page. We see how Henry Cavill looks as the Witcher. We see the princess. We also see one of the sorcerers. We see the different tendons from the different organizations. We kind of get a feel for how this world looks. Shuby, are you excited for The Witcher after these first look images?
1: Uh, I mean, not any more so than I already was. Uh, I don't really know what to make out of any of them it just you know it looks cool and it looks like it's going to be kind of uh, Game of Thronesy so I'm kind of into that
0: I'm excited because he he actually looks like Geralt if you type up how the video game looks that's how it looks and that's the, been the problem with a lot of these video game adaptations of course the story and how the movie goes but they don't even have a concept of how these people are supposed to look and the fact that they they can com- at least comfort me in making me understand that, okay, they understand how this world looks. Hopefully, the story can be the same.
1: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a series, right? So, they're going to do first, they're gonna, the first season, going to be eight episodes. Uh, yeah, we'll see how, how it goes. I think that's going to be the norm for these big series. Huh? They're going to do about eight or 10.
0: Yeah, that's how Netflix is going because the streaming wars are picking up, and Netflix is losing right now.
1: I guess.
0: Well, you got to think, bro. They, they're they're about to have a big their, month. They're losing all their from NBC, Warner Brothers, and Disney. They're losing all that content because NBC is making a streaming service. Warner Brothers is making a streaming service, which makes it seem like the DC universe is going to be pushed into that streaming service. And then Disney's having theirs. So Netflix is hoping this original content is hidden because Amazon's original content is hidden. So we're going to see.
1: Yes. So much so that people are clamoring for Amazon shows to get kicked off Netflix.
0: Oh, exactly. You see, that's, <laughs> that, that's uh, Netflix needs to come big. Stranger Things, they got to hit with this Witcher series. They need someone with some more of this original content
1: Net, to hit. Net, Netflix has become Facebook. Pretty you, much know what I'm like, saying. We're like no, you know, like, Facebook's yeah. kind of like that one that everyone has, and but they don't really use that much because of all the new toys like Instagram and. Bro, I way.
0: swear I use Hulu, YouTube TV, and Amazon more than I use Netflix. It's
1: probably the truth for me as well.
0: So um, that's just the facts. But what we got next? You, you,
1: next is no trailer. We really talked about how we liked this first movie in this new trilogy of, may, maybe trilogy, of Jumanji films. Now the second one, Next Level, releases its first trailer.
0: I love this trailer, man. It, it, it goes into a new direction. We see the friends kind of broke up. We see that, that yeah. uh, the main character uh, Nat wolf, that's just the actor. is it Nat wolf or is it his brother? One, it's one um, of the wolf It's one of the wolf Alex brothers. Wolf. Alex Wolf we see him going through some, some troubles he's staying at his grandpa's house who's played by Danny DeVito and his grandpa and his and his grandpa's a friend Donald Glover and Alex Wolf has been messing with the game trying to get the game to work again and then boom the game works sucks everybody in in the house and then but Alex isn't spin Alex isn't the rock no the rock is played playing Danny DeVito so we're seeing him do a different archetype and Kevin Hart isn't playing fridge He's playing uh, Danny. He's portraying Danny Glover's character. And then Fridge is being portrayed by Jack Black. So Jack Black has to do a different style of acting. We don't know where the girl is. We don't know where Spencer is. This movie took it to another level. It's not a retelling. And I'm super excited to see this.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting take. I thought they could have just done like, you know, almost the same group take a new level. And that would have been a fun. On sequel, but now they're definitely taking a risk by mixing in the Danny DeVito, Danny Glover element.
0: And I think um, one of them will be Nick Jonas' character, because he's back, and I think we're going to see a new character entirely.
1: Interesting. Um, yep. Yeah, I guess we, uh, we'll, see. we'll see how this Nick goes. Nick Jonas I wasn't really is to, I wasn't really... Yeah, Nick, Nick Jonas is back. I wasn't really too about it the first time I saw the trailer. The second time, it kind of grew on me a little bit more. It was just like... I don't know. I, th- I think I thought it would, at first it was too campy with this whole, like, oh, now they're old old guys. And You didn't think that was creative? Like, I thought that was a new twist. I, 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 like I said, I think it's risky. Like, I just don't know if, like, that's, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to land. I just, I'm, we'll see.
0: Yeah, see, where you felt, it it is very risky. I agree with you on that. I just, I I love them taking that risk because it's better than them just giving us the crew again. Like, the crew were friends. Like, now I got to understand, like, now it's high school. It makes sense. They grew apart. I want to understand, like, tell that story. And if it works, this movie will be a success. Now, if it doesn't, then it's going to be, like you said, just campy. But it it shows the Rock
1: and Kevin Hart doing something we wouldn't expect them to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's something we wouldn't expect them to do. Well, maybe just, more
0: so the Rock, not Kevin Hart, because I not I,
1: even the Rock. Like, I mean, this is just like the bit of the thing. Like, he would he takes over whatever body it is. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't know if. Ooh, you're know. not vibing with it as much as me and Twitter. No, I'm not. Like, I just don't know. And like I said, the second time I saw it, I liked it a little bit better. But it's just, i, 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 I I just feel like it, it's not going to land as hard as the last one did, and I think maybe it's coming in with a little bit more hype, which kind of hurts it. It's definitely having hype because I am like I, that's the it's main gonna, reason why I was for it. It's going to compete with Star Wars. Ooh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Comes out the end. Of, well, not the end, but December thirteenth. Ooh, look at them thinking they're up, up for the
0: task. Well, look, I'll say this. The confidence of the studio to put it in December shows at least they think they have something special, wouldn't you agree, to go against Star Wars?
1: Or maybe they wanted to slip in something that won't get too much notice. See, I would say that if it was in the, the, the January,
0: February time. But, like, this is going to be, if, it if like, it's going to be
1: the, the family movie. Like, we're going to know from box office. Right? What, what, no, but what I'm saying is is that's an excuse because, like, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, we didn't perform as well as we wanted to, but, you know, we had to compete with Star Wars, so what are you going to do? Okay, I see where you're coming
0: from with this. I mean, look, man, this is going to be interesting either way it goes, and I I hope that you're proven wrong. I hope I'm not wrong because, Jesus, I want this movie to be good because I really did like the first Jumanji.
1: Yeah, I think it's always good when I – because I wasn't really too big on the first Jumanji at the first look, so –
0: Oh, okay, okay, well then we got hope. But next
1: up, Netflix has released the
0: official logline for the television adaptation of Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Netflix officially picked up the Sandman series based on Neil Gaiman's acclaimed book, Comic book series of the same name, the first season of Sandman, will consist of 11 episodes and will be spearheaded by showrunner Alan Heinberg, who is also co-writing the first episode with Neil Gaiman and David S. Goyer. Channing Dungey, VP original series of Netflix, made the following statements on the partnership between the streaming service and the creative team that includes Neil Gaiman. We're thrilled to be partnered with the brilliant team that is Neil Gaiman, David S. Goyer, and Alan Heimberg to finally bring Neil's iconic comic book series, The Sandman, to life on screen. From its rich characters and storylines to intricately built-out worlds, we're excited to create an original epic series that dives deep into the multi-layered universe beloved by fans around the world a rich this is the synopsis of the what this series is going to be a rich blend of modern myth and dark fantasy in which contemporary fiction, historical drama and legend are seamlessly interwoven the sandman follows the people places affected by morpheus the dream king and also as he mends the cosmic and human's mistakes he's made during his vast existence. Now, I know that that, that synopsis is like, what? But if you read the comics, that, that synopsis is pretty much what the comic is. It basically follows the, the Sandman who is Morpheus. He is the person who basically controls dream and sleep. Without him there, people can't go to sleep. And that happens in the story because he takes a break. His brother is Lucifer. The Satan. He also has other, like other brothers. Like Death is his brother. He has another uh, brother as well. I forget what that one is, but it basically follows his adventures as him. Something happens to where he stops being Sandman and all of his artifacts are thrown around existence. He has to go collect them to put people to sleep because Earth is hallucinating. They even show Batman and Superman having problems because this is in the DC universe. It shows all these. But it's not about them. It just shows them like, oh, it's affecting this whole world. It's not just affecting humans. It's affecting metahumans. It's affecting everybody. And it's about him gathering his tools and stuff at least that's volume one which i believe season one will be based off of so i'm super excited for this netflix is gonna have to put money into it they're gonna have to do it the right way because it's some very deep and uh very it's it's very highbrow comic material and it, it's a lot to digest and but if they do it the right way this could be something that's very special for netflix
1: yeah, the hope for Netflix is that they're kind of reforming their slate because I think what was really pushing Netflix through the past couple years was Stranger Things, your Marvels, and, and uh, you know Orange is the New Black for a little while in the earlier times, and that's just about to end the season. And so, House um, of Cards earlier, too. House of Cards because of the scandal. Uh, um, uh, Narcos ended. Um, what else? Yeah, no, uh, Netflix needs some... They need Those some new hits. Powering through. So, yeah, I mean, like, they're kind of coming out with The Witcher. So, hope that that lands. Um, yeah, they need some more stuff to hit so that they can, you know, get the ball rolling with big streaming power shows. Because I feel like that's kind of the thing that you got to rely on, too. When you think of Amazon Prime, you got to have, like, your powerful lead series in movies. Like, so Amazon Prime was obviously Maisel. And Jack Ryan, uh, I don't really know how, who else you'd put with Maisel. Yeah, no, that, know, I would good, say
0: those are their big ones.
1: Um, you know, Good Omens is picking up steam. But I don't know how many people are watching that. And, tra- uh, and then, and then
0: the, bo- the Boys
1: is trying to hit soon, too. But yeah, that's what
0: Netflix has to do. They have to go get that's what these, I'm saying, yeah. these Netflix, original right now, comic IPs.
1: Right now, I mean, what are, you, what are people claiming to watch on Netflix? Like, I don't really think they're watching Jessica Jones Season 3, but I know everyone's obviously going to be watching stranger things this weekend and uh, um, and orange is the new black ends like I said at the end of the month. so I mean, I, better, I mean like besides that like what are people trying to watch on Netflix really you know
0: nothing right now because all those original series that they've been making about uh, historical figures nobody's watching and talking about that. so like this no. is something that this is something that they need to hit. this is original comic book IP. Amazon has shown you we're not gonna go get the Marvels we're not gonna go get the DCs we're gonna get this original IP and we're gonna make it Netflix hit with Umbrella Academy so hopefully
1: yeah that's true that's sa- true ho-
0: hopefully Sandman can hit as well
1: yeah and you know I guess Netflix can't do what Hulu can and like take over old stuff like I think what's really gonna push Hulu coming up is the new Bronnica Mars stuff. But I don't think Netflix can benefit off that. Taking, like, if they if they had some, if they had some sense, they would go after NBC and be like, hey, you know, if you guys aren't going to use Timeless, we'll buy it off you.
0: Because see, and
1: you know, I don't think they can do that because NBC is trying to make their own streaming service. that's yeah, why the is- that's why The Office is leaving. Well, yeah, but it's not leaving until the end of the end of 2020, which I think is ridiculous. I'm like, okay, we'll just take it off so people can watch other stuff. <laughs> people, if you if you're mad that The Office is going off TV, literally just go on cable because it's not your yeah. channel. It really is, so no, 100%. But yeah, uh, we t- talked about Henry Cavill doing The Witcher, and now he's set to take on the iconic role of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes and legendaries Enola Holmes, starring Millie Bobby Brown, Helena bonham and who's going to play uh, Enola's mother. And I guess, you know, I guess I didn't say it right, but Enola Holmes is going to be Millie Bobby Brown. So it's pretty yeah. much Enola Holmes is based off of a Nancy Springer book series, The Enola Holmes Mysteries, which follows Sherlock and Mycroft Holmes, much younger sister, Enola.
0: Okay, cool. Like, Henry Cavill's not the main guy. This is focusing on Millie Bobby Brown, but him playing Sherlock Holmes. Cool, good yeah, for Yeah, I
1: guess this is like it's almost kind of like they're teaming up.
0: We, or I, the way I've looked, i figured it is. It's like he's going to be doing his own thing and she she, she she he won't listen to her and she has to solve these mysteries.
1: Yeah, some, some this some, is her story. Along those lines, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: something
1: like that. So, good I, good I, for Millie I, Bobby I'm, Brown. And from what I'm looking at, yeah, it's going to be a movie. So words. Cuz cuz I was thinking cuz I was thinking I was like there's no way Henry Cavill could do this as a series. Oh no 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 no. This nah. is definitely
0: a movie like trying to be a new franchise for Legendary. So, hopefully yeah, this pans
1: out. I, you saw Godzilla, didn't you? Or you didn't? No, I didn't. I didn't I ended up not seeing it. Yeah. So, I'm still trying to figure out what Millie Bobby Baron is outside Stranger Things.
0: Same, same. I and here I I didn't want to go waste money on Godzilla cuz I heard it wasn't worth my time, so I just
1: But I, but I didn't hear that she was the negative, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. No, me neither. I heard it was yeah. just more so the story. But yeah. n- next up, we have news of the live action Little Mermaid. Um, they've casted Haley Bailey as um, as Ariel, the Little Mermaid. She is known from her R&B group, Chloe and Haley. Uh, also, Jacob Tremblay is rumored to play Flounder and Aquafina is rumored to play Scuttle the Seagull, while Melissa McCarthy is set to play Ursula, the Sea Witch. Shuby, how does all this news... How you feeling about all this news, brother?
1: We talked a little bit about this on the Bros Who Think, which you can catch on the Bros Who Think Network that we that came out uh, on the 4th of July. Yeah. And uh, so... I'm really excited about the casting. Let's start with some of the minimal ones before we get to the aerial casting of... Uh, uh, Aquafina, I, I think she's hilarious, so I'm really excited to see that she's going to be a part of this. Um, we're, we're seeing that we we're race bending characters, we're gender bending characters. I'm into it. Uh, playing Scuttle the Seagull, I think she's going to have a good take. Uh, Jacob Tremblay playing Flounder, knowing that he's like a, a budding young actor, he's gotten a lot of really great roles. I really want to see him in that more adult, super bad ish comedy that he's going to be in coming up. And, uh, yeah, I think that this is probably something that he's really excited to be a part of, being as young as he is. It's kind of like taking the form of a character that he's probably grown up with. Yeah. So I think, I think he's really going to take that seriously, especially because he is such a big-time actor with his, all of the stuff that he's been in before. So you, you got to be excited about that. And it also gives a lot of s- someone who's young, but also a lot of experience to go along with the more inexperienced... Uh, what's her name? Chloe? Or Haley. No, no, it's H- it's Haley, uh, Haley Bailey. Haley Bailey, okay. But then uh, before we get to Haley, let's talk about Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy's been showing a lot of acting chops recently. We've seen her comedy. We're gonna see even more of her dramatic stuff when we see The Kitchen. Yeah. So, so I mean, I really think that this is gonna be kind of a, a huge role for her because it's gonna be blending a little bit of that comedic element, I guess, tonally. Uh, but also being a dark, menacing character, uh, I think that she's probably one of the the best actresses in Hollywood to try and pull this off. I think it's interesting. It's just the term, Can she sing? I don't know if she can sing. I don't really think it matters too much that Ursula needs to sing. I don't. gonna like, cut that song. Well, they're not gonna cut the song, but it's more of, it's not. It's pretty chanty. It's not really you know. I'm doing falsettos and. You know, she doesn't sing
0: when she's when she's uh transformed into. Oh, I mean, I guess they'll just make uh, they'll just make Haley sing that because that is just her in. uh That's just Ursula in aerial form. So true, true, true. She, Melissa McCarthy doesn't yeah. have to sing that much. So this is. All right. I'm with you, Shubes I'm with you with Melissa McCarthy. I'm with you with Jacob. I'm with you with Scuttle. And like you said on the Birds You Think podcast, I'm with Haley as uh, Ursula, I mean as Ariel, because it's it's in the Caribbean. This is this will be Caribbean themed. I'm kind of digging it, and this girl can really, re- this girl can really really sing.
1: Yeah, we don't know where exactly it's all gonna take place. Um, we were just, and I know we were talking about that off air because we were talking more about the element of race and whether you could take Ariel and make her african-american instead of a white girl because i mean you don't really there is no race of
0: mermaids so it doesn't really matter
1: with regardless and i really think this is an exciting role mainly because it's someone who's so unknown um and you what you mentioned to me off air that she's like a beyonce protege Oh, no, she
0: like she is Beyonce's protege, and the Twitter rumors was, like, when Beyonce was going as Nala, she was like, yo, make my girl, because Zendaya was supposed to be Little Mermaid. This this was, like, rumored, like, earlier, and, like, she was, like, the, the Afro and like, it was understood she was going to be that, and now it's uh, Halle or Halle Bailey or Hailey Bailey, whatever. I, I, I don't know how you pronounce her name, but she, I feel like Beyonce kind of pulled some strings. It was like, get my protege in here, and she she did it, so... Good for the good for that whole team.
1: Well, as important of a singing element as I believe little mermaid is, uh, I think that it's important that you get someone who has those kinds of pipes. Um, so that's a good call. And I was listening listening to some of her music before we started this and she is very talented. So it's really exciting it, that she That's made the part thing.
0: It. It's not like auto tune singing. No, this girl can like sing sing like 100%. They used to do I, uh, a cappella stuff singing and she would kill it. So, this is going to be dope. And like like Ariel's one of those princesses that really need to be able to sing more so than a lot of the other ones.
1: Yeah. And like you, what you're saying with the Caribbean, like because she's an African American mermaid or, you know, black mermaid, like she could be in an area that is kind of historically appropriate, which is the Caribbean thing that I got from. Because, like, I I always think Of Sebastian is like this Jamaican crab. Like, yeah. you know, what if you had this kind of setup where it's around a Jamaica or a Puerto Rico or a Cuba or a Dominican Republic or maybe even Spain or, you know, somewhere like of, that. off the coast of an, of an African country, even, or it's another South American country. But I don't think that we're because we, the big talk has been like, who's going to be Prince Eric? And I really think that we're gonna see either a Latino Prince Eric or a Black Chris Prince Eric.
0: That's my. That's what I told y'all here. I was thinking we're gonna get like a Spanish Prince Eric off the coast of Spain, or like you said, off the coast of Puerto Rico or or Cuba. I think that's where Prince Eric's gonna go. Would love to see Idris Elba as King Triton. I think that'd be pretty dope
1: as well. But oh yeah. I'm, I'm I think that's everyone's first pick for Chris, uh, for King Triton
0: either him Dude, or Denzel like you got to get some you got to get some big big name african american actor like in it's it cannot be Will Smith like Will no, Smith Will is Smith already, is the already done yeah. exactly Will Smith is done so go get Idris Elba if not him Denzel cuz Chadwick can't do it Chadwick's too young no. exactly we need some we need someone of old and, and that has a little weight to their name
1: but do you really i would like it No, i guess so but I mean, like I'm trying to think of someone besides those because I know there's other names besides Idris and I wouldn't want
0: Forrest Whitaker to do it. I wouldn't. No. I mean, Lawrence Fishburne's a little too old. Yeah. Who else you huh. got?
1: I don't know. I just feel like there's.
0: I mean, Mahershala Ali, more... maybe. Oh uh, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, exactly.
1: That's but yeah, with... I I think Idris Elba is the, the best one. It also Idris depends. the best. But it's, it also goes back to that Will Smith thing. You know, the reason he. You can't use Will Smiths because you used them as Genie and Aladdin. Is there a more important role that you'd like to see one of those guys play in a Disney film? But I guess oh, this no. might just be the time, you know? I guess, you know, you never know.
0: Unless they're doing Princess and the Frog, but even Princess and the Frog, there's not really any big African-American male characters in that movie besides the witch doctor. And I don't see any of those men, gentlemen, as the witch doctor.
1: no. So yeah, so, I guess this might be the best, the best, the best shot at it right now.
0: Yeah. Even even though Idris Elba voiced Shere Khan in the Jungle Book, I don't think that's gonna be a a big deal. No, I think that's more
1: gonna. I think it helps him get close yeah. to getting the role.
0: Yeah, and because he already has Disney ties. No, I'm with you on that. But next up we have. Oh no, next up is you, brother.
1: Oh, Okay, so we're gonna talk about BBC and Netflix have unveiled a first look at their upcoming three part Jar- Dracula miniseries, which will star. Cleese Bang from the Square as the legendary and undeniably evil vampire from Bram Stoker's classic tale. The series hails from Sherlock creators Mark Gaddis and Stephen Moffat. All three chapters in the project is being described as a way to reintroduce the world to the bloodthirsty, bloodthirsty King of Vampires. While plot details are being kept locked away... The series will, will uh, pick up in 1897, the same year as the novel's publication as Count Dracula sets his sights on Grand London.
0: Okay, and we got to see a picture of him. I'm excited for this just because it's made by the Sherlock creators, and if this, yeah, the first time, if this is the first time we could get a good take on Dracula, I'm um, in. Like we said, Netflix, they need to ramp up their stuff, teaming up with BBC is a good move. I'm excited for this.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I think uh, Sherlock probably got a lot of plays especially in america from netflix I yeah, that, really. Did. that's an important partnership for netflix hopefully bbc doesn't pull out on them mm-hmm. uh, but yeah this this should be a, a big smash because i think there are a lot of dracula fans out there whether of the original bram stoker or just knowing of what dracula is and being drawn to the idea of seeing a series about it i know a lot of people are big fans of that sherlock series you and i two of those so uh, i think it's a good group to be pushing this along we'll see how it goes
0: yeah no i'm with you on this maybe this could be the first really dope dope take because bbc does good things it's gonna be a while away though you know
1: yeah it's gonna be a minute any details probably gonna be later next year probably around this time yeah
0: 2020 2021 i think we'll hear some we might get a trailer around this time next year or maybe have the the series out by this time next year hopefully we'll see some things moving but speaking on movies the elvis biopic is going through from boz lerman it's getting off the ground speculation has started about who should play the king of rock and roll and exclusive from deadline the five front runners have been revealed on the shirt list it includes ansel elgort miles teller Austin Butler, Harry Styles, and and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Tom Hanks has already been cast to play Colonel Tom Parker, who is Elvis Presley's manager. Schubert, out of these guys, which one excites you the most? Um,
1: I don't know, because I mean, they're all they're a lot. I'd say four of the five guys are guys that I really kind of see on my radar as people I want to see do more acting. But it, it, it's in different variations. Like, I really want Aaron Taylor Johnson to get something big, but I don't necessarily know if I want it to be Elvis. Yeah. Uh, Ansel Elgort's about to do West Side Story. Is he always going to be tapped as the, the, the musical music guy? guy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think Miles Teller is probably the most interesting, and pro- and he would need this first career. most definitely this kind of be his, like, cementing role. Him and Tom Hanks in a movie together, I think, would really be a big payoff. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Austin Butler, I'm not going to lie. Me neither.
0: Yeah, that's the so, one I'm the um, weakest on. Harry Styles, to me, is the most interesting. I, a- a-
1: yeah, a- a- yeah. Taylor- like, I want to see Harry Styles do more, but, but I feel like this might be too big.
0: Yeah, I'm not. The one I'm the most, like, if I had to rank it, I'm ranking Miles Teller 1, Ansel Elgort 2, Aaron Taylor Johnson 3, Harry Styles 4, Austin Butler 5. I think I think this is Miles Teller's role. I, I really think, like you said, he needs it for his career. Or this would be one of the things that like cements him getting. This is something that I would love to see him do. Aaron Taylor Johnson. I want to see him do more actiony stuff. I want him to get into the lanes of like the Tom Hardys, the 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 Jake Gyllenhaals. I see that what that's what I want for Aaron Taylor Johnson. Whereas Miles Teller, he, that we need like one of these new actor actors. In the world,
1: and this could be something that could be his lane. Like that's the thing. Like with Miles Teller, we've he's he made his jump into the whole superhero action stuff we need to try to do Fantastic Four. Granted, I mean, it, it was not a bad cast, it just didn't get put together well as well as we would have liked it to. And maybe he still has a chance at that. But a lot of the things that I've really enjoyed Miles Teller in have been serious dramas.
0: Same, 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 same. And, and I would so, love like, to see
1: him in a biopic because he looks like Elvis too. Yeah, and I feel like he's kind of got that... And I do know, we'll give Austin, Austin Butler some credit. Austin Butler also kind of has the, the smolder look more so than Ansel Elgort and Harry Styles. Um, I really do like that they're they're, they're interested in casting Harry Styles, because I think that's just such an interesting idea, and I want to see him in more things, because I heard, I heard people really enjoyed his Dunkirk stuff, and I'm and hearing that like he might really take... Off as an actor, and I want to get to experience that. And There's see a chance because he killed it in Dunkirk. he did a good job. So, um, so yeah, but I still think Miles Teller would probably be the best one to do this. No, I'm with you on the it. Answer, it well, sounds I'm like certain. if out of everyone in here, I feel like we'd be most likely talking about Oscar possibilities for a Miles Teller Tom Hanks movie,
0: yeah, exactly. Maybe Ansel Elgort, I don't know if he's at that level yet. But out of all the actors, I'm with you. Even though Aaron Taylor Johnson is a great, great actor, and yeah. from, what he sh- from what he showed me in the move in Nocturnal Animals, he could be up for an Oscar Elvis and it could be a dark Elvis. But I just want to see Ansel. El- I mean, not Ansel Elgar. I just rather see Austin Taylor Johnson, Aaron Taylor Johnson, do some other things. But with that being said, Shuby, that's the end of the news. Let's get to the
1: box office breakdown. Um, number five in the box office is Aladdin. Ooh, okay. Uh, number. four. Number four is yesterday, so yesterday ended up making the the top five. Good for them. Good. Yeah, good for them. Um, Annabelle comes home in number three. This, we're kind of in a horror renaissance. We to are, hear. and I think with I think what we're seeing with uh, like the IT director being cast or not cast, but tapped to do Flash, I think we're starting to see that this horror renaissance pick up. And Midsommar's
0: about to come out, and that movie's going to do great.
1: Yeah, I think it's already come out.
0: Oh, well, yeah, Midsommar, be on the lookout. That's a good movie. I'm going to watch that soon. Probably uh, tell you guys about it next week.
1: Toy Story 4 is at number two. Which, good for um, Toy Story. It's going to be there. Yeah, we knew it was going to be there, and it was going to get taken down by Spider-Man because Spider-Man is Spider-Man.
0: Yep, but good for Toy Story. Disney has three in the top five and has had three in the top five for a while now. They yeah, are true. Disney's going to make easy $5 billion plus this year.
1: Yeah, this is Christ. like the year of Disney, pretty much.
0: Like I'm, I understand why everybody's not doing Comic Con this year, but Disney, it's like just stay out of their way right now. Y'all get y'all's
1: And and they're doing D23 this year too.
0: Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, they have so much shit. And the f- streaming service is coming out later this year, so this, this is why. the year Disney. Yeah, yeah, this is the year of Disney. But let's. I think pizza. next year
1: might be the year of Warner Brothers.
0: I think it will be as well. Let's get to the movie on the rise. And I'll start us off because Shubi has the big one this week. Mine is, for the anime fans out there, we'll be reviewing this on Anime Talk, so you can ch- take the suggestion here and then listen, watch it and then listen to the review of it next week. But it's a new anime starting called Fire Force. It's made by the creators of Soul Eater, if you've ever watched that. Basically, the premise is they're in this world where humans can spontaneously combust and start catching on fire and they turn into these fire demons and fire demons pop up and the only thing to stop it is the fire force this elite group of firefighters and basically one of the main uh, firefighters he's this new generation child because this has been going on for three generations and he's like one of the first from this most recent generation and children born in this world have been the ability to control fire and he had has the power to project fire out of his appendages which no other members of the fire force has been able to do so far they've had to use lighters and stuff they've had to use just fire that's already been created and they can manipulate it and control it and that's how they've taken out fire demons but this dude's shooting stuff out of his hand they also have one who can make a lightsaber and he's badass so this this show's super dope it's gonna be incredible i read the manga uh, at least like the first three chapters and I stopped because it was so good that I wanted to watch it animated and if you know Soul Eater it has a great animation style. Fire Force it has the same thing. I'm so it's got the same Soul Eater vibes? Dra- yep, it looks sim- very similar to Soul Eater.
1: And Kill a Kill?
0: Nah, not Kill a Kill more so Soul Eater. Because I felt like those two looked a lot
1: alike. More
0: so Soul Eater because they're the same creator. I don't know who created Kill a Kill. But I know but it's going to look very similar to Soul Eater. And if you're not into that, Dr. Stone also comes out this week. And basically what happens is, picture today's, today's Earth. We all turn to stone, and some kids wake up from that stone, and they're like, oh, God, what, what's going on? And one of them is one of the smartest kids ever. and his, his goal is to rebuild the world to how we were before and make a world of science. And this other kid wakes up who's like this star athlete who wants to kill all the old people. So it's his caveman thinking versus the world of science. And it's it's a very different take for anime because it's, it's, it's just different. And I really enjoy it. And that will be out as well tomorrow by the time you guys hear this. So
1: two animes for you guys to check out that we'll be reviewing. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, definitely been on an anime vibe for sure. I might need to take a little bit of a break, though, now that Stranger Things is out, which I is my movie are. on the rise.
0: That's your show, brother. We're going to need you to watch it to tell people what's up, because you know me. I don't watch Stranger Things too much.
1: Yeah, we're, we're doing this recording on 4th of July uh, in the afternoon, and I might not even go out tonight. I might just watch fireworks on my balcony and watch Stranger Things.
0: I figured that's what you were going
1: to be doing. I figured that was your plan tonight. No, I no. Mean, uh, maybe we'll see. It, it is New Orleans, so you know we'll see what, where the party's at. But Stranger Things definitely is kind of a party in its own.
0: No, one hundred percent of people are excited for this new series, this new season. There's probably
1: people who are listening to this podcast right now who have already seen it.
0: Probably so, because <laughs> they've, they've been watching.
1: Shout out to you guys, one hundred percent. But with that
0: being said, Shuby, be, let's get into it. Spider Man. Ooh, I've been, I haven't tweeted no. anything. I've been waiting to see what you thought. Did you like the movie? Yeah, it was good. Oh, I feel like you didn't like it that much.
1: Uh, it was weird because there were just a lot of times where I... I wouldn't say a lot of times. There were some times that I was really taken out. And mm. I was like, man, I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. And there were, there were times that I was really drawn in. And a lot of those times were when Jake Gyllenhaal was on screen.
0: I told... Wait, didn't I tell you this movie would be centered around Peter's... Uh, just trying to be a kid, bro. That and when that was one of the things in the movie that really pissed me off. Like Peter kept well, right? doing, he kept doing dumb shit. Like, bro, I get you, like Mary Jane, but bro, like you have a bigger responsibility than going to talk to Mary Jane right now. Like, why don't you just talk to her? Because you got to do your mission. Like he was just, it, it, like, like the first movie, he oh, he wanted to be an Avenger. He wanted to be an Avenger. Now that he's an Avenger and seen hardship, he's like, oh wait, I don't know if I want this. And it's like, I get, I get that you're a kid, but some of the shit was just so dumb that he did. And I was just like, bro, I'm, I, like, I'm tired of you complaining about this.
1: Well, I mean, it just felt like not, not, not Spider-Man-esque. But I'm not going to say that because like, I didn't feel that way the whole movie. It was just like some things I was just like, ah, bro, like, like get a grip, out. dude. Yeah, like,
0: no, me too. My girlfriend was like, chill out in the movie because I kept screaming at him. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Like, come on, Peter, get your shit together. Like, like,
1: from the jump, dude, just answer Nick Fury's call. Just figure out what's going on. <laughs> like, obviously, Nick Fury will pull the strings for you. Yeah. So, like, uh, you, get, you, could, you could have advanced your, your vacation in that way.
0: Like, I get you're not, you're sad because Tony's gone. I get all that. But it's not even like you're mourning for that. You just want to talk to your girl.
1: Well, and it didn't really ever, uh, there were times where I was like, man, like, do you really feel like this is going to honor the person that you want to honor? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you really feel like Tony would be, like, Tony and Pepper had a big time relationship, but like, do you think Tony would do some of that stuff that you did because you wanted to talk to Pepper?
0: No, Tony would have chose saving the world (laughs) to let her live. Like, bro, like, I felt at one point he wasn't even trying to save Ned. (laughs) <laughs> like, when Ned was in the thing, I was like, yo, is he going to save Ned right now? Like, what is he doing?
1: Well, Ned did, you
0: know, that bust, up, his, yeah. bust his
1: balls a little bit, man. Like, he was like, yeah, bro, we're going to be bachelors in Europe. I'm like, yeah, Ned, bachelors in Europe. It's good. <laughs> and, and then he gets with this chick on the plane. I'm like, bro, <laughs> it's your role, homie. I, I you, wasn't you mad don't... at Ned for that. <laughs> Shout out to anyone who, on this podcast who's listening that went on my Europe trip with me. Like you, we. The golden rule is, is that you do not hook up with a girl on your Europe trip the first day. <laughs> well, they have.
0: But I mean, hey, man, they're in high school. Ned's been knowing her for a while, and they had a connection. Like, I'm not going to be mad at that. Peter told him he wasn't trying to be bachelors in Europe. So you can't blame Ned for finding him a spuggy. That's Peter's fault. Because Ned was trying to do bachelors in Europe.
1: Yeah, and then Peter could have, like... He had so many opportunities to do what he wanted, but he had like yeah, he his plan. But I, but I don't blame him for that because I remember being 16 years old. So yeah, no, I remember. I, I thought that was very plan. true.
0: To form, yeah,
1: I thought but, that was but, very but, true to form, and I didn't have any problem with that. I didn't so that's what that, I'm saying. Like there, there were definitely elements of the Peter Parker trip that i was like oh i vibe with this i get it like i get the motivations but then like some of it i'm just like bro like why are you and, doing these stupid and stuff then see
0: when that kid i'm also glad they explained the five years because that was one of my yes. biggest criticism and and speaking of one of the five-year kids bro i hated that guy brad i hated him
1: like, like yeah it was he, just like snitched, one of those unnecessary things you know
0: like when he snitched when he was trying to snitch on peter i was like at that point screw the plan you gotta go talk to mj he's trying to snitch on you bro
1: well, that's what he did with the drone.
0: Yeah, well, no, I mean, like, no, you know what I mean? I'm saying, like, Peter should want really talk to MJ instead of waiting. Sure, yeah. Like, at, like at that point, because homie was trying to snitch on him. But I was so happy that MJ made the first move when they went and the opera. And uh, and she was like, I'll sit by you. Let me get your glasses. Like, I'll get the glasses for us. And then she, and he was like, I got to go. Yeah, I thought their I
1: thought their chemistry was worked really well. Uh, I was talking to you off air about how like I wasn't like too keen on scenes in Diaby, Ariel, because like I just didn't really get the vibes of her being Ariel from like this movie. Uh, but I do feel like she played her character and her rendition of Mary Jane, her t- taking over a redhead role, uh, pretty, w- pretty well. Pretty so, well. Yeah, she's h- she's I mean, I- her Mary Jane. Yeah, like you know, for any Spider-Man fan who's upset about her being Mary Jane, or you don't think that's very true to form, Spider-Man, and there's a lot of elements here that aren't very like normal Spider-Man, especially a lot at his of age, bro. Especially the at freaking, the end, the,
0: fr- the freaking uh, all that crap with uh, the, hi, there's no mention of Uncle Ben. So like, don't like, yeah, don't yeah, me, don't get me with Mary Jane. Peter's whole reason for being a hero is is Tony Stark. It is not Uncle Ben in this movie. So, I don't care what anybody says like if you're going to be mad about Mary Jane, you you get in line behind me mad about Uncle Ben and Peter's motivations. I've already accepted that.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, you could definitely tell that it's really become Tony and now Happy is kind of playing playing a larger role in his life. And he's so Tony's kind of pro- like Tony's his, protégé. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And but um, we haven't even talked about the spider part of this. We just talked about the Peter part which was a lot of
1: it. I mean, that was a big part yeah. of the movie.
0: Like cuz it was mostly him not trying to be Spider-Man. It was
1: like it was, you know, was, to finish off the talking about the Peter element of it. What did you think about him revealing himself to Mary Jane?
0: I I didn't I didn't mind it because that was that that's happened multiple times in the comics and it's like
1: he she told
0: him, so he didn't he had no choice at that point. I wasn't tripping. Like this is a Spider-Man it- where
1: I thought it was the reveal was kind of cool. I mean, I wouldn't say cute. It was like, oh, by the way, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. We got to go. I fucked up.
0: <laughs> yeah, No, I'm with you. I enjoy it. And you got to think this is the world of the MCU where at the end of Iron Man, Tony Stark said, I'm Iron Man. In Captain America, we all know Steve Rogers. Like, this is the world where we know who the superheroes are. Peter Parker was the first one that we didn't know who it was. So it's not really a big deal in terms of, oh, this world. Like, it's a big deal to comic fans. But in, in the grand scheme of things in the MCU – None of those heroes have identities. Maybe Hawkeye. Maybe Hawkeye. They know Black Panthers from Wakanda. So I mean, like, what you gonna do? If Peter was the only one with a secret identity.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And the, you know, uh, we'll yeah, we'll get to that stuff later. But we'll get to that at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um,
0: him and Aunt May, like, like, he, like Aunt May being dating happy and knowing he's Spider-Man. Maybe. Like, maybe
1: I, dating I feel happy. Like Aunt, I feel like Aunt May was more. Uh, she was like, oh, yeah, we're just seeing what's going on. I'm like, yeah, hey, mate, because you're just playing the field because you're hot as shit.
0: Uh, and happy. Oh, But I wish you would get with happy because then they could take care of Peter a lot better. They have money. That's what I told my girlfriend. I was like, she need to get with happy, bro. Like, y- y'all can move out of Queens and get into a nice house.
1: <laughs> you got to think about the room. Tony Stark's mansion.
0: Exactly. Or live in one of Tony Stark's old apartments. You know happy taking care of out, out in these sh- streets. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. But let's let's get to the Spider-Man part of it. we pretty much talked about every other part of the movie. Uh, I like the Spider-Man part. My favorite part of this movie was Jake Gyllenhaal,
1: 100%. For sure, yeah. I thought um, his – I mean, I, you know, a lot of people are coming, and I was upset with the people in my theater who were v- being very vocal about that throughout the thing, where, like, in the early on scenes where they're talking with Nick Fury and all that, they're like, this dude's not genuine, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you guys shut up, dude. Like, we all know that this – dude's about to yeah. do Exactly. We turn exactly it was we like, all knew that. Like, wait wait before it to happen
0: like my girlfriend didn't know it was coming so when and nobody was talking about it in our theater but I, the whole time i was she was like don't tell me anything i was like all right and she was like man i really like that jake Hall is in this movie like what if he's the next iron man and then you think that's possible Ugh. i was like i was like i don't want to say anything and she was like oh you just said everything i was like well you shouldn't ask me because <laughs> because i like there's no proper way to answer that question
1: yeah, maybe. Like,
0: like, what am I supposed to say? So, and then like, he makes the heel turn, of course. And which I, I thought was an awesome deal. Yeah, I thought the way that they did Mysterio, out of all of Spider-Man's villains, I've always thought that Mysterio could be ver- done very well cinematically, and it was done very well.
1: Bravo to Marvel. Anyone who's trying to get into the Batman, the new Batman series, and they want to do an adaptation of Scarecrow, take notes.
0: Yeah, like that would be, huh? Do it, do it similar. They like Marvel had it because like they've done Doctor Strange, so they have that way. But then they just made it scary. I thought that was dope, and Peter yeah. having to deal with that and finally getting his spider sense. Thought that was dope. His Peter tingle, his Peter tingle. Yeah, but it's it's the spider sense. I'm I'm never I'm not calling it Peter tingle. <laughs> it is one hundred percent his spider sense. But did you like all his new costumes? The stealth suit him with. The maybe the new Black Widow, probably not, just some Russian spy working for Nick Fury. You see the stealth suit, you see the um the, the iron spider suit in the beginning, and then you see his new black and red suit. Or yeah, new thing red.
1: I mean I think that's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's Spider
0: Man. I'm trying to think of anything. Oh, did you like the elementals? It turns out they weren't pump. Well, I mean the- flame. Fling- well, they, oh, yeah. Yeah, they weren't anything, they were illusions, yeah. Yeah, you're right, yeah, there's no point in talking about that. Yeah, it was just all Mysterio, so, yeah, yeah, man, I thought I, they,
1: I, I, the, I thought all the Mysterio scenes were really cool, and, you know, I thought that Jake Gyllenhaal as Quentin Beck was way better than Mysterio, kind of. Like, I loved his, when right when he did the heel turn and the flip, and, like, him and all of his minions and, like, yeah. his evil schemes and, like, the way that he was, like, talking and... Being vocal, like the big speech he gives, I'm just like, wow! Like this is like Jake Gyllenhaal is killing it right now. I was actually yeah, a little bit iffy on him earlier on when he was doing nice Jake Gyllenhaal. I was like, but this see, is I good, like, but I mean, like, but see, I like is, that
0: because I knew that the heel turn was coming, so it made me buy it, made me like didn't even more because he was just acting that whole time.
1: Yeah, and I think you kind of get that vibe too with it because, like, maybe that was what threw me off was that I could almost feel that it was an acting job. Mm, not, like, okay. not like in a bad way, but I'm like – it's like, oh, yeah, this dude doesn't seem like he's being that genuine. Yeah, no, he's being yeah. a faker. I yeah. hope he's
0: not dead, though. I really hope he's not dead so he can come back and be in the sinister
1: Well, space. And my question is, is like he – through him, they kind of introduced the idea of a multiverse. But, but it's not real. because it was all illusion, like is there not a multiverse or like – have they not tapped into the idea that there is multiverse? Like I feel I'm like this is like
0: that. I feel like this is like phase one. You remember in phase one of Marvel when they brought out the Tesseract, but we didn't know it was an Infinity Stone.
1: Yeah, I feel like
0: this is one of those things. Like, oh, there's a multiverse, but we're not gonna find out about it for six more movies.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, dang it! I'm okay. Well, we'll get to those in a second, but yeah. Um, that's pretty much all we got to talk about the movie. Let's talk about the post-credits. Pretty much, yeah. The post-credits were kind of a flip the whole, whole thing for me. Like, I think I, without the post credit scenes, I would have been a little bit more down on this movie.
0: Yeah, and, that, and, and that's something that I feel with my rating. I feel like a post credit scene shouldn't be able to flip your opinion of them. Like, that's how I knew it was just an okay Spider-Man movie. When the post credit brought it to like, all right, damn, this is pretty damn good.
1: Well, it's almost like if they would have revealed that in the movie, it would have made it ten times better. Yeah, true, true, true. All right,
0: so the first post-credit is J.K. – and this is why when you asked me last week about Jim Gordon being J.K. Simmons, I couldn't say anything because I knew that J.K. Simmons was back in this movie and back in Mm. the MCU. He's back as uh, J. J. Jonah Jameson, and they made it to where it's like an InfoWars. He's not the main news, which I thought was pretty funny.
1: And then, Well, that's more modern and true to time.
0: Yeah, it is, and it, they made it to where, like, ooh, is this real news or is this fake news? Because J. Jonah Jameson's showing it, and it's basically, he gets a video from Quentin Beck that he recorded while Spider-Man was doing all this, and he revealed his identity was Peter Parker.
1: Yeah, like, I still feel like there's a way that Peter could play that it's not. Yeah, Nick Fury could
0: all of that right now, like, if he wants. Yeah, like,
1: yeah exactly.
0: He could put out a bulletin through the cops and be like, oh, yeah, no, that was Quentin Beck. He's lying. Spider-Man is someone else. That, that's yeah, easy. Yeah. That's easy fixable. But if his identity's out, okay, interesting. That means the Sinister Six will be going after Aunt May and Mary Jane, and it'll make it a more personal story.
1: Yeah, that's true. And another another way that you can also fake it off is, like, who's someone that's got, like, similar powers, Let's just say to Charlie, like he put to Charlie in the Spider-Man costume, have Peter Parker like swoop in, and because you don't really need the spider powers to do the webs. No, you just yeah, because it's yeah. We, it's web made. You can
0: just put someone yeah. in a suit and just make it to be like, oh yeah, no, this is I'm Spider-Man, Peter Parker's not this, and you can make it blow it off because the Daily Bugle is like Infowars, like is it real news, is it fake news? You don't necessarily have to believe J. Jonah Jameson, so it could work out for him.
1: But yeah, but I mean, but, but but because like a big theme of this movie was being more open about it, and like the way that we started the Marvel MCU was Iron Man announcing he's Iron Man, and the way that we're ending this arc of the MCU is that Spider Man is uh, has been outed, I suppose, as Spider Man. You know, maybe this is kind of uh, him being the some, new Tony Stark. Yeah, kind. of. Kind of like a a way of saying, like, now he's going to be the new face of the Avengers as Tony was. Like, he's going to be the one that people lean to or or the one that people are iffy about. Yeah, Yeah.
0: because he is 16. Like, how are we going to follow the 17 year old kid? You know, that's what Quentin Beck was saying. But seeing Quentin Beck, this made me this one thought. I want a new Spider-Man villain for the next movie as well. Like, seeing Mysterio is dope. Like, if you do Green Goblin, cool. But this really made me want Craven the Hunter. Like, bring him
1: out, and then let's get the Sinister Six. Like, let's do it. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you're – I think Craven the Hunter would work the best because, like, now you have this idea that they could be hunting Peter Parker. Yep. And I feel like if you already have outed Peter Parker, there's no way you can do Norman Osborn.
0: That's my thing. And, uh, like, Norman Osborn – they're going to have to, like, bring him at the end of the third one. Like, Craven's hunting Peter, and at the end, Osborn's, like, trying to buy – like, he's here now, and Peter has a new transfer to his class, Harry Osborn.
1: Yeah, but you'd have to find a way where people wouldn't think that Peter is Spider-Man anymore. True, 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 true. You could do – they probably tie that up
0: in the third one.
1: But, I mean, I I would hate that if they did it that way because I I feel like part of the whole Harry Osborn thing is that he grew up with Peter. But I guess, you know, we're – This is a different Spider-Man. Like, everything you knew about Spider-Man is you got to throw it out the window for this MCU Spider-Man. Yeah, because they're trying to – because they've made
0: four other – six other movies, five other movies, the MCU and Kevin Feige has stated that they're trying to make this the most original rendition that they could do from the source material of the comics. Like, they're using other comics that aren't really mainstay in some of their storylines to go with this new Spider-Man. So it's going to work out –
1: a perfect example is like what I was harking about since this uh, this this movie was announced. Like they took it out of New York. I mean that was mm. that was a, a bold move and I think it I think it worked out for the most part.
0: Yeah, I told I told you it was just vacation spot. Peter's just pissed he's he's salty about Tony Teenage
1: Ang Spider Man.
0: Yeah, Teenage ang Spider-Man in Europe, pretty much. And then the oh the final post-credit scene was showing that Nick Fury wasn't Nick Fury that whole movie and he was a scroll. But Talos is a good guy, and Nick Fury is somewhere in space with the scrolls. But that does show that uh that stuff is possible and I think they're just inching their way to having bad scrolls come to Earth.
1: What are you talking about? That second post credit scene? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think they are just should've... slowly
0: inching their way.
1: Yeah, I mean, like they should have done that different. Like they should have done that in the post credit scene.
0: I'm with you, but say, man, I-, I thought they should have made this because that changed the, the, the entire
1: movie for me. I was, oh, wow, okay, that much sense. That's great. Yeah, yeah no, that's great. No. Like Nick Fury the whole time because like that was a, a big argument that you could have had with Nick Fury. Is like Nick Fury didn't seem as Nick Fury,
0: but it made, made so much sense, sense at the
1: end. It made yeah. it, like
0: I, it, like I was like, oh, because. Nick Fury wouldn't have been, like, he's ghosting me. He would have took part. Like, there were so many different things that Samuel's Nick Fury would have done different. So, it just, it makes a lot of sense. And well, he wouldn't have gotten fooled by Mysterio. That, too. That, too. So, good movie. What would you rate it, 1 through 10? Uh, uh, I'm eight. thinking 8. Yeah, solid 8. Where, where would this fall in the all-time Spider-Man rankings? Does this
1: take the top spot? Um, live I mean, action honestly, because of the end of the movie, it makes it almost better than homecoming. Uh, uh but I but don't Spider-Man know. Spider Man 2 I still have... is number one, though. Uh, uh, yeah, all right, that's all I need to know of live actions, yeah,
0: yeah, of live action besides uh, Into the Spider Verse. Where you where you yeah, no, I, I don't, I think this one, I don't know if it's better than homecoming yet. I gotta see if it's rewatchability factor. The, but Dang, this yeah. one, this one's all right. Solid eight. Good, decent movie. And that's pretty much all I got, be this week.
1: Yeah. Don't, um, don't know so where the
0: MCU. We were gonna. I. Well, I wanted to pose where the MCU goes from here, but this didn't really answer any questions. This was more so the closing of the phases and leading into the next phase. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I was gonna ask what the next movie is. Is a Black Panther two? You think? Um.
0: I thought the next movie
1: was Cuz isn't it going to be in February next year?
0: Yeah, is it? Black is Panther it, uh, No, no, I don't think Black Panther 2. No, it might be it might be Black Widow. Black Widow? Yeah. Which it,
1: is a prequel it, which it really wouldn't answer our question in the next where the next direction is.
0: Yeah, it's either it's either Black it's either a Black Widow or Shang-Chi.
1: Cuz Black so Panther's no, I think not... Shang-Chi's getting pushed
0: Oh, well, it's not Black Panther, because it's not, not filming yet. So it's Black Widow, because Black Widow is filming right now. Okay. Yeah,
1: so you know. that, that's pretty much what's next. But, yeah, I don't know. I can't... That's no why I really the- think that Warner is about to take the bull by the horns, because, like, I feel like there's just this little lull period with Marvel. Like, where are we going? Like, what and are we going to do? There's going to be a lot of sequels. Out. Yep. Yeah.
0: They got to build to this next arc. So while they're building, DC can come swoop in. But, yeah, no, man, I was going to ask you what was next, but... This movie didn't really let us know what's next. It's just Peter's little story. So there's nothing really to speculate on. So that's all I really got this week, brother.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. Well, let's wrap things up then. The I'm trying to think of the rest of the summer. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Really, only that's left. That's Major's Lion King. It's just a couple weeks. And um, then a, a week or so after that is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And those are the the next big films for us to talk about yep so Schubert,
0: i I forgot i uh i don't know if you you did but i talked to some people after the movie and let's put their thoughts in the mood what they thought about spider-man homecoming right here hello here at bros who binge was just getting reviews and reactions to spider-man uh far from home what's your name man uh cameron what'd you think of the movie cameron i thought it was a great movie it was really it was really really good did you enjoy it more than the first one yeah, I'd say I enjoyed it a lot more than the first one. Awesome. Thank you, man.
1: No problem, man.
0: Hello, I'm Lyndon. Uh, wanted to get your name. What did you think of the movie? Uh, it was really good. What's was... your name, man? Uh, Reed. Did you like it more than the first one? Yeah, I liked it. Awesome. Thank you back again with Bros Who Binge. I'm here with what's your name? Here? Casey. Casey? What's your name? Maddie. What'd, you, what'd y'all think of the movie?
1: I thought it was very good. They had a very good plot twist as
0: the end credits scene. Did, did you enjoy it more than the first one? Oh, yeah. Awesome. What'd you think of the movie?
1: Um, I think it was really well thought out and how creative on um, the illusions and how Peter Parker was actually thinking he was fighting Mysterion.
0: Yeah? Did you like it more than the first one? Yes. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, to everybody. who came out and gave us some thoughts about Spider-Man Homecoming. I totally forgot. I-, I talked to the fans out. Thank you for coming and speaking with me and letting me know what you thought about Spider-Man Homecoming. Really appreciate it. But yeah, Shubi, no, Lion King is the only other thing we're really waiting for. But I feel like the pod's gonna be talking about the boys for the remainder of the summer.
1: Yeah, so what that's next week, huh? Yeah.
0: Or yeah. Is it? I, I thought it was July it's I thought it was July twenty seventh.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, so, yeah I mean, way later this month. Um, so yeah there, there's stranger things to look forward to for me that's pretty much it it's, it's a lull till October yeah I mean I'm you know I'm watching old reality TV right now like Big Brother and which yeah let me run through that I haven't really caught up which I'm kind of upset about because I wanted to start doing some reports on it but there's it's really early so far they've only started kicking out the first couple people but it seems like it's gonna be a pretty promising season it's, already seeming to be pretty interesting. And, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I love the, the whole gameplay aspect of all that. I've always kind of thought the Big Brother was an interesting model. And um, before we get out of here, I want to ask you this question because it was something I was thinking about and brainstorming with, uh, with my friend. It was, what if they created a... You know how, like, the, the escape rooms were, like, a big thing for a while? Uh-huh. What if they created a thing like that, but where you got groups together and they put you in, like, they they ran out, like, an entire studio warehouse and they made different game show sets.
0: Mm. And, like, you had,
1: you got to, like, play the game show, you know? Mm. Because, like, Mm. the thing that, like, I always see about Big Brother and Survivor and stuff like that that's always super interesting is that they have those, the competitions. And the competitions always look like they'd be fun to do. And so like I feel like that would be an interesting business model if someone wanted to go out there, you know, you could steal it from me because there's no way that I'm gonna pull something like that together. But hey, I man, think that'd be something give, cool.
0: Give the Bros Who Think Network like six years. We can maybe put that business adventure out there, but it's and by that point people will be fucking with virtual reality, so we'll be SOL.
1: But it works sure. even better yeah. for
0: virtu- it works even better for virtual reality.
1: Yeah, like I'm, I'm
0: thinking, like, Pressure Luck and, like, Wheel of Fortune. and No,
1: I'm thinking I, the same. That,
0: that, that's where my head went with it. Also, my head, went with it, my head went where you were talking about making it for public. I was thinking making a TV show where it's, like, escape rooms, where it's, like, very serious, serious escape rooms, and people have to escape from them.
1: Yeah, you be win, cool. you get money. Yeah, the escape room thing be cool, but what I'm saying is, is, like, because... Not to make it a TV show, because that's the big thing, is, like, you know people would want to get on T V to be on these games to do these games or like they feel like they can't do those games. That was the really great thing about the show Minute to Win It is that they were games on the show that you could do at home.
0: Yeah. Netflix did have a good game show with that. Was it that wasn't Netflix? Yeah, I I watched, I watched it on Netflix.
1: I think they had some of the seasons on Netflix, but I think it was on ABC or oh, NBC, something like that. think Thanks for where it got well, to start. Didn't get wasn't
0: Guy Fieri attached to that? No, it was uh, Apollo Ono or something like that. <laughs> somebody, somebody weird, bro. Somebody, somebody weird. weird. Yeah, but that's all I really got. You, I love that business idea though.
1: That'd be a good yeah. One. But all you right, guys. Well. Yeah, oh, go ahead and tell them uh, where they what's going on. Birds Who Think Network and where they can
0: be find sure me. be sure to check out the latest episode of the BWT podcast. We had a dope Fourth of July episode. It dropped late on Fourth of July, so be sure to check that out as well as check out the latest episode of Anime Talk before the new one drops. But you can follow me at LynnBWT BWT on Twitter and follow Birds Who Think at Birds Who Think.
1: Dope. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ashu14. And you can check out the bros who binge every Friday, like you are doing right now. If maybe if you might not be listening on Friday, but we release every Friday, we'll be trying to bring out some more movies to you. We'll probably do some more discussion topics now that we're kind of getting into a lull period. June was pretty hot, man. We had like movie after movie after movie. Yep. Man, they may not have all been great movies, um, but we definitely did have a lot of them. So now I think it's gonna be it's,
0: back to some top tens and some discussions.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we'll slow slow things down and, Ooh, you know, and pitch it. maybe, yeah, pitch it. You know, maybe go back to talking about some TV shows. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll figure out what the the next slate of things is going on for the Bros Who Binge as we get closer and closer to episode fifty, which should be coming in the fall. So um, yeah, thanks for listening to episode forty-seven, and I hope you everyone has a safe Fourth of July weekend. Don't shoot your don't shoot uh, any fireworks into your eyes. <laughs> and uh, and don't drink and drive. Yep. But uh, enjoy some movies. Enjoy Stranger Things three. Have a great weekend. Check us out next week for episode forty eight. And as always, have a great weekend and keep binging.